hi there, ho, ho, ho there. <laughs> See welcome. what you wow. Welcome back once again to another exciting, magical Christmas episode of Disney Compendium. We did one last year for a Christmas Carol, Mickey's Christmas Carol. We're going to do one again this year for Heck yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol. Might as well. Magical times. Magical times for everyone. Uh, I am your host, as usual, JJ, over there in the magical snowy land of California. <laughs> Beautiful wintry California. Winter, winter wonderland over there. My good buddy, Nick. Nick, how you doing? Are good you hope. ready to open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in? I am. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, though, that... I'm a little miffed because you first you're like, we're gonna watch, we're gonna talk about Santa Claus two and three. So I watch them and then you're like, no, just kidding. It's Mother Christmas Carol. <laughs> I make you watch those movies because I hate you. To be, to be fair, you were you were, you were already midway through the Santa Claus two and you know it. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, boy, <laughs> but this is a good movie. It's a good one. This is. Disney has a few Christmas Carol adaptions <coughs> uh, to their name. This is a good one. This well, is a good one. The Mickey there's one's a, there's a Mickey. There's a Mickey one, and then there's the Jim a Carrey one. one. And <laughs> done, done, <coughs> done up Polar Express style. Uh, yeah, with far too much action to be a Christmas Carol. I feel like if we do the show long enough, we can just do a we can just do a, a rank the Christmas Carols episode. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. There's like some other. I'm sure. I bet you, if I just typed a Christmas Carol on the Disney Plus, there'll be uh, something else that we didn't realize was on there. Be like, or that they or that they own. We don't know. Yeah, they, they, they made the own Alistair Sim version. Who knows? That's that's. Uh, I I I know if he's not still watching it as of like 15 minutes ago that my dad was watching the Alistair Sim version mm-hmm. of Christmas Carol. <laughs> so, George C. Scott. George. Patrick Stewart. Kelsey Grammer. That's wait. Oh yeah. Hold on. There was Does like it... a t- there was like a TV musical or something. Okay. Uh, starring Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Scrooged. So yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, and there's others. There's like a 1932 version. Yeah. And uh, there's like a couple animated versions. There's the episode of Real Ghostbusters where they go, they they, they stop the three ghosts. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yes, of course I remember that one. You think, <laughs> you think a person that owns an entire set of uh, Ghostbusters equipment doesn't <laughs> doesn't remember the episode? The ghosts uh, of Christmas, past, present, and future episode of yeah, Ghostbusters, where, where Scrooge takes over the world, and <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a great episode, actually. <laughs> Car- uh, Christmas episodes of children's shows back in the day were always special treats. Yeah, oh yeah, they always went like the extra mile. It's like the Halloween episodes of Roseanne. It's just <laughs> the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just go the extra mile for the seasonal episodes and they just pick which one they like and for kids shows it was always christmas it was always the we're gonna cash in on christmas because what you're, you're marketing towards kids of course you're gonna cash in towards christmas don't forget uh the uh christmas was the joker episode of animated the batman animated series oh yeah that's Absolutely. a great one that is a great one love that one 
Yes. But uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking no. about the Muppets Christmas, which is not. This is also not the only Muppets Christmas anything. No. This is the only one that's worth talking about. Yes. <laughs> it's uh this it's it's an hour and a half of Gonzo and Rizzo bickering. <laughs> uh so let's see. Uh this is nineteen ninety two. Sounds right. Uh yes, December eleventh, nineteen ninety two. Um directed by Brian Henson. We're just we're barely removed from the death of Jim Henson yeah. at this point. Yeah, we are. It's only been it's been less than two years by the time this came out. So Jim Henson had been dead for barely a year by the time Brian started directing this. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, let's see, it cost $12 million and made $27 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, not great. wasn't a huge success that way, but we'll talk, get into that a little later and why it wasn't a huge success, but, uh, not less its fault than anything else. But, uh, it, I, 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 did you see it in theaters? No, I did not. I saw it on television when I, yeah. when I, when I, when I was like, yeah, 13, uh, I think. since, yeah, since, since, since it was like made its television sort of presence known, um, I, like I watch it, it's one of the Christmas movies I watch every year for sure. Right. Um, it's nice to see like a good version of it, like yeah. on Disney Plus now, and like, yeah, they have because, yeah, like, because I don't remember it getting a blu-ray release but it definitely got a dvd release because yeah what I, had. I know I, I know for sure i remember for sure being in vhs because every time yeah. i go to a library book sale there's a copy of muppet yeah. christmas carol vhs there two or three copies of muppet christmas carol yeah um it, it, it always sounds like a searing indictment of the movie but also everyone had a copy of muppet's christmas carol yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah it's you know it, it's actually very like weirdly faithful to the source pro you know the source material to uh, a disturbing degree apparently yeah um it's 19th century london charles dickens is played by gonzo as the narrator which is so, great so so he's not playing gonzo he none of the like none of the characters are playing themselves in this except for rizzo <laughs> Yeah, well, Gonzo does have that one thing at Fezziwigs where he sees yeah. chicken and he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, so that's either Gonzo just yeah, breaking the fourth wall as his character or a searing indictment of Charles Dickens. Uh, <laughs> well, he does break the fourth wall. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, yeah he, anyways, he's Charles Dickens, so he's narrator along with Rizzo and they, they're going to Talk us through this movie uh, with uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, played by Michael Caine. Mike, Mike Cocaine. Mike Cocaine. Mike uh, Cocaine. Alfred himself here. Alfred himself. Why do we fall, Master Wine? <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Christ, the breath in that thing. Oh, wait, no, that's Jaws 4. So yeah, it boy, it's one of those things. Like, do you because we talked, we did this with the Mickey Mouse one. Like, how do you talk about a Christmas Carol? Like, the the context of this is going to almost be exactly the same as the like context of like the Mickey Mouse one, where we're just going to be talking about a Christmas Carol. Like, <laughs> it's well, a story I... that's on constantly, but we have to talk about the sort of Muppet flourishes they've added to the Christmas Carol. And it's it's only an hour and a half movie, so we can't yeah. be like. 
this is a two-hour episode. Like, eh, probably not. Yeah, it's probably going to be a shorty. Hopefully. Uh, we can talk about, like, I, I do want to highlight the part where I was telling you last night where I got freaked out. Yeah. Let's just go through the cast. So you have Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, Stephen McIntosh is um, Fred, mm-hmm. who, like, he's just, like, one of those English actors that's in, like, all of the Underworld movies. <laughs> he looks like the dude from um, uh, Fantastic Beasts. I wouldn't know. I didn't watch those. Oh, God, what is that? It's the guy who played Stephen Hawking in the movie. She, the Theory of Everything guy. The what? The actor from Theory of Everything. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he looks like that guy. He does. Uh, I'm trying to think of what he was in recently. Uh, he was in Rocket Man, I guess. <laughs> so he's still working today. Uh, he was in uh, the TV show Lucky Man, which is one of the uh, last Stan Lee projects. <laughs> Well, oh, so it wasn't st- Stripperella? No, it wasn't Stripperella. Okay. I think it's like a Shudder TV series. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that's Fred. Uh, what is it? Uh, not really. Like, it, it, other than that, it's just like the Muppet players. You know, it's uh, Dave Dave Goals, uh, Steve Whitmire, Jerry Nelson, Frank Oz. Every just your typical Muppets. Yeah. Who was like who was Muppet actors at the time, and so I so I do like that the way there's some of her cast. Like I like that, just kind of like a like a like Fezzy Wig, just Fozzy, but he's Fozzy yeah. Wig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or and, and Robin is Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, yeah. That see, like that makes sense. Like, yeah, they, like they, they, you know, things changed a little bit throughout. Um, like what characters were going to play what roles and how, um, you know, I, I appreciate that they created original characters to play the ghosts with the exception of, um, Marley. Oh yeah. Which they just kind of like, let's just do Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. It's just Statler and Waldorf is Jacob and Robert Marley. Yeah. Um, together. So instead of just having it be Jacob Marley, you've created two characters that makes sense in terms of like characterizations. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's it, it was it's cool this movie. Like, if you don't think Michael Caine's a good actor, like, keep in mind this man has now at this point had to pretend that a shark's a threat, <laughs> and also he is like one hundred percent like acting with the Muppets, like they're like flesh and blood actors. Yeah. Yeah, and this isn't like a, a modern movie where you're acting against like a person in a uh, a suit, mm-hmm. or like or like or like a person in a like green screen. So it's like you're just acting against another human being uh, that is just going to be superimposed later on. You're acting against puppets, and you have to pretend that. And he has so much said that when he took the job, like, I am going to pretend like these aren't Muppets. I'm going to pretend like this is, like, a, the- a theater role. Like, I am, this is because that's what it is. And so... Yeah. And he did a great... He's he's really good in this movie, man. Yeah, I always say that, it's like, if it weren't for the fact that the Muppets were in this, he would be go down recognized as, like, one of the truly great Ebenezer Scrooges. Because he nails it. Mm-hmm. 
and he has a range of emotions that feel much more natural and they seem to sort of come about more naturally than a lot of other adaptions of um, A Christmas Carol because sometimes it just seems like Ebenezer Scrooge just wakes up from all these ghosts and goes crazy and like like it's not so much that he's turned good it's just that he's gone completely mad so it's like but this one actually feels like as he's experienced like you can actually feel the emotions changing him as he's re-experiencing or experiencing again or seeing what's going to happen like each one has a different effect on him Um, but by the time I mean like he's pretty much made it turn the corner by the time Goes to Christmas presents done. Yeah. It's one of the rare times where they go to the um, the grave, you know, and he's already like, I know what this is. I know what you're showing me. I know what you're telling me. I've learned my lesson. Please don't make me look at it. And like, no, 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 you're going to look at it. These are the decisions as of now that you've made. This is where it's leading. This like, needs to sink in. Yeah, this is like like you have to like you have to confront this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, by that point he's already like point taken. I understand now. Um so yeah. But uh, I I love so can we talk about the ghosts of Christmas past? We're getting there. We're getting there. We're just making our way slowly I, and then I I want to get out of my brain. We're introducing the characters cuz we haven't even mentioned that Bob Cratchit is Kermit. Yeah. He didn't get a funny, punny name. Uh, it's just Bob Cratchit, which this, is good. Uh, Piggy is uh, Eleanor Cratchit. Yeah. Um, you have Bunsen and Beaker as the uh, charity folk. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bean Bunny is just rent the, like the kid. The goose kid. The goose kid. And like at the beginning where he's like caroling. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Uh, the mice are just like the, uh, Scrooge's bookkeepers. Like, yeah. 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 yeah they're just kind of. So, yeah. So you're introduced to all the characters. You're introduced to Scrooge being miserly. You understand. We it's like I like that they don't have to dwell on it too much because you know, it's like you're going into the Muppets version of the Christmas Carol. You've seen a Christmas Carol. We don't need to dwell too much on uh, how much of a sack of uh, coal uh, <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge is. Uh, so they don't spend too much time dwelling on it. Uh, but, you know, just enough to make the choices feel earned. So yeah. I do um, like how the way that Crotchet gets the day off was like, yeah, I mean, like, we just be losing money staying open. Yeah. Yeah. He's like reverse psychology and Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying to. He's like, fine. Fine, whatever. Take the day off. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like he 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 realizes he's being played, but he's like, oh, what's... Whatever. Just make him work twice as hard when he comes back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have uh, uh, Statler and Waldorf as the Marleys uh, approaching Scrooge and warning him that um, you have to change or, you know, you're going to, you know... Look! Look at us. We're chained to all of the just bad choices we've ever made. Kind of nonsense. They have a. They have kind of. A, they have a fun song too. They do. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. There's a musical as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a cut song from this movie. Oh okay. And it is on Disney Plus. You there? It's under the extras section. They actually have it in the Disney Plus. Oh. Uh, well, section, I'll check it out so. tonight. 
There's a there's a cut song from this. So one o'clock rolls around, and here comes your favorite, your best friend in the whole world, the Ghosts of Christmas Past. It's okay. It's a it's a child, but it's a Muppet child. And yeah. when I say See, Muppet child, yeah, it's meant to look like a human. Yeah, it, it, it's very dark, crystally. Mm, uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, it, it, labyrinth, labyrinthian, Henson Muppet Workshop kind of design where you've you went too much in the wrong direction. Like <laughs> it, 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 it's terrifying. Yeah, we joke that it is the uh, Mr. Burns is the alien is sort yeah. of on par of what it looks like. The, I bring we I bring you love. It's bringing love. Kill it. <laughs> Don't let it get away. Break its legs. <laughs> Break its legs. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's voiced by an actual child. Sounds like, but or somebody who's really good at doing a child's voice. No, I, I remember. It's somebody that's currently on. I looked it up or something, and it's somebody who's currently still like to this day on a long running like uh, British soap opera. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so the West much. End. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's time to for for Scrooge to visit his past. Michael Caine. You get to see Michael Caine as a child. <laughs> and it's. It's yeah, it's like they kind of like establish something where he's like, No, I chose as a kid to not play with other kids and I yeah. wanted to focus on business. Yeah, so he's like as a child, he's working with Fozzywig <laughs> Yes. Who who runs who operates a rubber chicken, chicken factory. factory. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love that they've made Fezziwig like a super genuine nice dude. Mm-hmm. To sort of hammer home, because it was always that was the implication that Fezziwig was sort of like he was a businessman, but he wasn't as you know ruthless as Scrooge. Ruthless as Scrooge was. That's you know that Scrooge took it to took all of the lessons that he learned under Fezziwig and sort of just ruined them all. Um, but uh, they they kind of went way too <laughs> like no. Not only is Fezziwig a nice guy, he's just the nicest guy in the entire world, and yes. it's. Fozzie, it's Fozzie Bear, <laughs> and uh, you get like see younger Statler and Waldorf, or the younger Marleys. Yeah, younger Marleys, and uh, you see uh, Fozzie Wig and his mom have a Christmas party. Yep, and where uh, Scrooge meets Belle, and uh, they fall in love. Aww. Yeah, we know how well that works out for yeah, Scrooge in the end. <laughs> they kind of do a, 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 a jump cut here, like yeah. a time cut here, where it's like, so apparently they fell in love and it didn't end well. Yeah, and then uh, Scrooge shows money over her. <laughs> yeah. And, and all, <laughs> Michael Caine's already crying. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's immediately already broken. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 kind of charming in a way. Like again, you don't really see that part of Scrooge where it usually it takes until uh, the ghost of like 
uh, Christmas yet to be until he until most Scrooges finally have that like epiphany moment. Yeah, but... it's it's the death of Tiny Tim that really pushes him over the top. Yeah, this fool's already done. He's like, already done. He's yeah. he's he sees his ruined marriage, and <laughs> it's it's done. He's done. He's already like, please stop this already. <laughs> spirit war, spirit. Yeah. Spirit. And this is this is also like where you see Gonzo like go Gonzo and see the chicken. Yeah. I I don't want to overlook the the in between stuff with Rizzo and Gonzo though. Yeah, yeah. it's really fun. Uh, one of my we'll get to it at the end, but like there's a line delivery from Gonzo at the end of this that I absolutely love. Uh, that we'll get to. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that th- their it, their narration of this is one of those things where it takes a movie that was probably would have been just okay Muppets Christmas Carol and puts it just enough over the top to make it like phenomenal like because it doesn't need to be there but it is and I'm glad yeah. it is it god, adds a lot to it it god adds a bless, lot more humor god bless my little broken body <laughs> so good I like how he just like he just started calling him you're an idiot yeah just, just, I just like there was no yeah it didn't soften that blow at all like you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock rolls around for Scrooge, and this is where you're introduced to the ghost of Christmas Present. Historically, throughout the history of all of Christmas carols, the ghost of Christmas Present tends to have the least variations. Yeah, it's it's, it's always depicted as sort of the same giant, red-headed, bearded man, uh, <laughs> the very gregarious guy surrounded by all the. Yeah. The, the 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 things of the food and things, yeah. Yeah. So Ghost of Christmas Present is introduced and it's it's like I'm assuming it's the same actor that plays Sweetums. Uh, <laughs> I think it is. It's cuz it certainly has they they have the same presence yeah. <laughs> and like kind of vocalization as yeah. the Sweetums, which is prop Sweetums is one of my favorite Muppets. I love yeah. Sweetums. Um, he, he's constantly doing like this, like a flappy thing with his arms. Yeah, and going yeah. ho 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 ho. Yeah, like like it's like let's make him Santa, but not be Santa. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's constantly laughing. Uh, so this is yeah, Christmas present is always probably one of the um, like for the most part in Scrooge tales is usually the least interesting. <laughs> yeah, like who. It was Willie and Mickey. Yeah, it's Willie. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, it's like, yeah, we know what's going on. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, you you see him at Fred's house, which has no effect on Scrooge. He's like, he's written his family out completely. So like, showing him his family having a good time at Christmas, making fun of him. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything to him. It's like he doesn't care. Well, he he like, does though this scene, in, but but in this one he does, yeah. which is nice, which is nice. That's what that's where I was getting at yeah. with this. Like this one, he's actually like it hurts his feelings. <laughs> that yeah, everyone's having fun that he's not there, and not only that, but they're taking shots at him, they're dunking on him. Where his, <laughs> like, his his nephew Fred, his only family, is like, yeah, yeah he's what a dirtbag my uncle is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Cause it, cause sometimes it's always like, 
you know, man, he sucks. Like, well, he's still my family. Now, Fred's just like, nah, yeah, nah, he sucks. I invited yeah. him. He pushed me out the door. Screw him. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. So what I always remember is like uh, from Scrooge where he's like watching his brother and his family. Yeah. And friends. And yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, the, but where he learns about Bob Cratchit's life um, tends to always be sort of the turning point for him in yeah. any versions of these. And this one's a really good one too. Um, so uh, yeah, he visits the Cratchits and like sees how they're living, sees tiny Tim played here by Robin. Um, what was Robin the frog, the little tiny frog. Yeah. That, the, Who's Kermit's nephew, nephew in mainline puppets, puppets, man, you can but yeah. 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 So, um, but so yeah, uh, Scrooge sort of quickly takes an interest and in, you know s- sympathy and pity on Tiny Tim, um, and like, th- and then th- uh, the I do like the aging of yeah goes that gets it done really well here. Like as Christmas is ending, yeah, his life is very because you know, the present is very short. Yeah. So, you know, he's he ages fast. He only exists for a short amount of time. Because by the time it's here, the present is dead. You know, so that's sort of the, you know, what they're playing with on that. So he's aged, and he's saying that Tiny Tim probably won't survive till next Christmas. I think the first spark of humanity you see, and it's like before this, is like where yeah. Scrooge first comes in, and he makes that joke with the Ghost of Christmas yeah. present. Where he goes, oh, you're a little absent-minded goat, and he goes, yeah. oh, actually, I'm a big absent-minded goat, and you see Scrooge just start laughing, like, yeah, that's funny, yeah, that's yeah. funny, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, I love, you, and you don't have the creepy like throwing his robe open to show like this is, you know, you know, this is pestilence and this yeah. is hunger these and ignorance children, and ignorance, yeah. yeah these two children i am watch i am their keeper kind of mm-hmm. they don't do any of that this is really just this is what's happening now this is what you're allowing to happen because of what you've the choices you've made the people that the only couple of people that you have in your life this is how you think think about how you're treating them yeah um it, it doesn't try to play into the overall scope of humanity it's trying to localize all of it um Unlike the ghost of uh, Christmas present is trying to, you know, localize it, but also say like the overall scope of humanity. Look at where we're at. Yeah, and you're just you're you know you're a symptom of overall humanity at the time. <laughs> but yeah, this one, yeah this one tries to make it much more personal for Scrooge. So um, like like you you changing changes other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So he leaves basically saying like, hey. Tiny Tim probably not going to make it. <laughs> he probably won't see next Christmas. Yeah, and then um, Scrooge is like, and then he kind of throws that thing Scrooge says at the beginning, like, "Oh, what's one more?" You know. Yeah, well, it's it's just like in the the Alistair Sim, like, well, they might as well just get it d- done and over with and decrease the surplus population. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which and like it that gets thrown back at him. Well, then why don't you just do it and decrease the surplus population? You know. And then he's like, and then you see him go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that does sound crappy." Yeah, boy, when you boy when you say it to me, <laughs> um, so they uh, they go to a cemetery, and the present fades away, 
And here comes Christmas Yet to Be. Uh, not the Ghost of Christmas Future, like everyone always says. It's the Christmas yeah. Yet to Be. Yeah. Because it does, because future sort of implies that's what's going to happen. Christmas yet to be implies that it can be changed. And he always has the same look. Oh, it's always death. The yeah, yeah, the cloaked. I'm trying to think. Is it like it, it's it's like if you added some glowing gold eyes to this, make it look like a Jawa or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this one is a very well done puppet for death. Like. I- it's... I mean, you think about like the one from Scrooge is kind of like a Muppet puppet itself. Yes, very it's, much. Yeah, very, yeah. That would have been too too scary for this. So yeah, yeah, because the one in Scrooge is genuinely terrifying. Yeah, this one's creepy. Again, this one is very like dark, crystally, mm-hmm. where it feels like or like a ring wraith. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's that's a good. It's very much like a ring wraith. Yeah. Um, or a Death Eater. Death Eater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> was it Dickens and uh, Gonzo and Rizzo like it's too scary for us yeah, folks? Yeah, we're we're out of here. They, yeah, they they put they put the uh, rubber to the pavement and get, <laughs> book we'll it see out of there. we'll see you the final the final scene. Yeah, very good. So um, so this is where Scrooge is witnessing the aftermath of his death, basically. Um. He, you could. This is good because, like I said, you you recognize right away that he recognizes what's going on. Yeah. It's always weird in um, the Christmas carols where it's always like Scrooge is so dumb that he yeah. doesn't understand that they're like he can't. Considering how everything's played out this night, he's always incapable of figuring out that they're talking about him and that he's the one that's dead. Yeah. <laughs> He knows pretty quickly in this one that they're talking about him. He doesn't want to admit to it, though. Yeah. Like that's the that's the difference. But he's not. Yeah, yeah. He kind of he says it like he like yeah. the, where they're where they're talking about like all the stuff they've they've taken from his house. Yeah. The the scavengers and they're like they're talking about it, and he goes, "I think this sad man's life might be might be my own." Yeah. And then he kind of is like, "Ah, eh, maybe not." And then he's. he's I always forget what that character's name is. The weird, creepy, evil... Uh, I don't... The guy because... buying all dead Scrooge's gear? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I always forget. He was in the most recent... Not the most recent, but like the good most recent Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. At the, oh, the spider. Was... Yeah, the spider. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. It was a spider. I was thinking, I don't. My brain was thinking about yeah, different character, but yeah, it's the spider, the creepy, terrifying spider. Yeah, it's a, kind, it's, a it's with like a beard. Yeah, <laughs> kind of he good. he kind of looks like uh, what's the name of the shrimp from Muppets? Or the crab? Oh yeah, the um, boy, I forget. Yeah, Pepe. 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 Yeah. Pepe. Yeah, he kind of looks like him. Yeah, like they just repurposed an old Pepe Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> or did the other way around and like repurposed the spider to be Pepe in some way, shape, or form. Did you notice the repurposed Oscar puppet? No. It's like where they're ta- where they're at the end where everything goes and they're doing they're yeah. singing the happy song, and you see like the purple Oscar. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's weird. I don't know yeah. what that would like because that, that's it's. You would either have to die an old puppet, and that seems like a lot of pointless work, or you've just made one and then stood back and say, "Damn, 
It's made Oscar. Oscar. You made Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, I do like the like where they have like the businessman talking about the death of Scrooge. And it's like like he was only gonna go if lunch is available. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's like yeah, you can like you you know full well that there's people like that's that's a real conversation that's happened. Like I'll go to his funeral if there's. Yeah. Like, um, People still talk, yeah. talk in jungle, even though yeah. he's dead. So yeah. yeah, in every Scrooge, everyone that deals with his body steals stuff from him to sell it. You know, so you have that whole thing. Um, then Ghost of Christmas Yet to Be takes him to um, the Cratchit House, and this is. Uh, we all know where this is. Where, so where, where this is headed? Yeah, we all know that there's going to be a tiny little crutch uh, <laughs> without a without a boy attached to it. Uh, uh, this is also the most likable they've ever made Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like she's like she's not trying to be aggressive. Like the very beginning and like the very end when like she's like super aggressive towards the at the towards Scrooge towards the at the end of this. Yeah. But uh until Did, it's like, "Oh, wait, he's actually being genuinely nice." Okay. <laughs> Did you catch the part where like the first time they go visit the crotch at home? And she, they, they'll greet Kermit when they come when he comes in, and she gooses him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell yeah. she gooses it's, him. It's always weird. Like this is one of the few times where like they're a functioning couple. Yeah, like they're a family. It's uh, just because I mean, like you see them that way because most of the time, you never actually get to see, with the exception of like the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Like, the Muppet Show is so dysfunctional that like they are stage actors. That's their shtick. Yeah. They're stage actors, but they're bad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, each and every one of them is bad in a different way. Kermit can't really stay focused if something's distracting him, and Fozzie's just bad, and they all or they all have bad skills, or Miss Piggy is just flat-out terrible at being an actress. But, like, this is one of the rare times where it's presented as a stage production, and it's fine. <laughs> like nothing, yeah. nothing breaks down for the main cast or anything. It's not like the other movies are just presented as movies. You know, like you know, like Muppets in Space and you know Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Takes Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like the first Muppet movie doesn't count because again, that it is the same present, um, you know, uh, presentation as the TV show. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, Tiny Tim dead uh scrooge losing it uh absolutely yeah. not they go back to the cemetery uh revealing that scrooge is the one that died but they both scrooge at this point has was well aware that that's what was going on yeah he, uh, there's he never been the there's, off, yeah. yeah there's never been but like but again the death is sort of forcing him to do it like no like, you have to confront it like you've you've witnessed all of the chi- all of the uh, situations that your choices have created. Go wipe the snow off of your name and just let that final nail get hammered in into your brain. That look at what you've done, and you now you're need- yeah, and now you're dead. Yeah. Um, it's unclear in all of these. Like by turning good, he just ends up surviving for longer, I guess. <laughs> because based off of this. Especially this timeline. If Scrooge didn't change anything, he'd be dead within a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, by turning good, by having his heart grow three sizes that day, uh, 
he prolonged his life for a significant amount of time. Yeah, it's, it just does it change. It changes the current timeline. Yeah. So uh, he wakes up, does the typical, like, just like, you know, oh no, did I miss it? Did I miss it? Runs to the window. There's Bean Bunny. Hey, what the, what day is this? Good boy. <laughs> hey, goose in the window. Get the goose in the window. I haven't missed it. There's still time. Yay. Yep. Um, it's, uh, you never see him go to, uh, Fred's. He does go to Fred's. He, like, I, like, but like, when I say go to, go to Fred's, I mean, like, you never really see the, uh, like, more of it. You, you should be getting more of it than you do, but it is just 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he goes and drops a gift off of Fred and his, his wife. Yeah. But, like, in the original versions, it's like, yeah, he goes, like, after he does his errands, yeah. he's like, you know, I will come to your party, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. But but this one really is just like, hey, I'm different now. Here's a, here's a present. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> no time to explain. Yeah. yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got a frog to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so he goes to the uh, Cratchits and... Um, Piggy. Piggy's oh. angry. I, I see, like, I like, the thing that I like about, uh, like, Scrooge, the Alistair Sim one, is I like how mischievous Scrooge gets once he becomes good again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, the Scrooge one has him setting up a prank. <laughs> <laughs> the Alistair Sim one's fun because, like, he's trying to be dead serious and sitting at his table as, uh, as, uh, Cratchit comes in late mm-hmm. and has like this whole routine set up in his brain to, to, to like, yep. I'm, and then like Tinder breaks it was like, and then I'm going, I'm going to double your salary. And, <laughs> well, like that's yeah. the same way with the George C. Scott one too, where yeah. it's like, I'm yeah. make you my partner. Yeah, I'm gonna make. I just, uh, it's it, he as much, as good as the George C. Scott one is when he turns good, he never feels warm <laughs> because it's george c scott, it's, george c. scott. It's, hard ah. to feel, it's hard to feel any sort of like change or warmth when you're george c scott it really is just like he's changed and he's a nicer person now but he certainly doesn't feel or look like it <laughs> like yeah. like scrooge mcduck does a pretty good like yeah. turn yeah yeah yeah, it is also, you know, he's a cartoon, so you can sort of... George C. Scott's not going to be too... It isn't known for his physical acting. So... Or his warmth. Or his warmth, exactly. Yeah, like General you know, Patton. Patton. Yeah, General Patton isn't going to be putting too much warmth into your heart. Um, I do like that when he, before he gets the Cratchits, he gives, he decides he's going to give Bunsen and Beaker, like, a donation for the poor. Yeah. And, and Beaker gives him the scarf. Yeah. And he's like, for me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, he, like, he can't even. But yeah, but I mean, you do get a little bit of the mischievous because, like, when he first goes to the house, he's got, like, a stern face on, but it doesn't last very long. It's not as playful as some of the other ver- yeah. versions that there are. But yeah, you do get the whole, like, uh, okay, yeah, no, you're go- I'm going to pay off your mortgage. I'm going to double your salary. Uh, I do like at the end when Gonzo is sort of wrapping up everything. And like I said, my favorite line delivery. And Tiny Tim turns to the camera, who did not die. <laughs> 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 just like, just, 
that line delivery is absolutely perfect for me. And it makes me, yeah, it makes me laugh every single time. And you do like the nice like pull out shot of the town as everyone's celebrating. Uh, <laughs> Scrooge being a nice guy now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he became a. Uh, uh, secondary father to Tiny Tim, like <laughs> that, that's actually the story. Like as yeah, and Stru- Scrooge kept his promise; it was good as yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah, and you just your typical ending to it. Uh, it's I, I will, I will, I, I don't care what iteration it is. I will never get tired of the Scrooge face turn. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's even. I'm trying to think. There was like the. Uh, I always like when he, the scenes when he wakes up after all of this is over because they're all so drastically different mm-hmm. uh, for how the actor interprets like him waking up as a good person now. Yeah, because I just remember like the Patrick Stewart one and like the laughter that he was giving was yes. terrifying. <laughs> Like, stop laughing, Picard. Yeah, I don't like this. Please. Yeah. The mayor of the mayor of the town is uh, New Zealand. The yeah. New Zealand. Uh, do you it's... do you remember George C. Scott's laughter? <laughs> Again, it is the like. Uh... <laughs> Oh my grind. It's the same voice. It's the same voice. It's the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my grind. Yeah, Simpsons joke. We're not just making some. <laughs> also, on Disney Plus, go watch an episode. Yes. Uh, it may not be in the ideal aspect ratio, but it no, doesn't it's matter. Definitely not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, but like you know, like one of my favorite things about Scrooge is put a little love on your heart. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and but this one's got like a nice little song as he's going around doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice. I, 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 Michael Caine singing. Michael Caine singing, which is unfortunate, but also I'm glad we got it. <laughs> it's on film. It's on film. It exists forever, uh, and he nailed it. Yeah. He is such a good Scrooge. He did a great like, job. Like, yeah, like he didn't compromise at all. No. I like I feel like whether this were the Muppets Christmas Carol or just a normal 1992 theatrical adaption of a Christmas Carol, his take on it was going to be exactly the yep. same. Uh so and he didn't compromise. He didn't try to make it lighter because it's the Muppets. He kept it serious he was emotional he was a jerk mm-hmm. he was he did a good job at crying uh he was like the big show in this where every little thing could set him off he but... he, he asked god for forgiveness and punched dusty rose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah so this came to be um because uh it, it, Brian Henson was approached like almost immediately after his dad's death <laughs> to make a movie, a Muppets movie. <laughs> okay, please. Yeah, please. These still the hottest characters in the world. We need to not just let this disappear. We need to let uh, another brand still alive and kicking. Yeah. So, um, 
I was like, hey, would you like to film an adaption? And uh, you know, the Christmas Carol is the greatest story of all time. Do that one. <laughs> uh, so it was later pitched as a TV movie to ABC. I could, I could have seen that, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, basically, the writer for the everything that's Muppets, Jerry Jewell, was the guy that wrote this, too. Um, so um, the original uh, movie was sent to abc and it was great but disney ended up getting all those like no you know what let's do a movie movie with yeah. this. let's make so, some money on this yeah um then put on tv so it's it's an interesting choice to have the writer of the movie technically be the or the writer of the book technically be the narrator of the movie yeah have dickens be i mean granted it's gonzo so it's not really dickens he doesn't have any sort of dickens characteristics in any way shape or form other than just his name being charles dickens in this movie but you know yeah it is what it is um the reason why he was chosen to be dickens is because he was the one that seemed least likely to be dickens (laughs) and so that was sort of the joke yeah um and they just added rizzo to the grouping because it was comic relief it was funny It, it worked yeah um, so, um, originally the, the Muppets themselves were going to be the ghosts. Okay. Um, uh, so they, like early on Robin or Scooter were in, were, were planned to be the, uh, past, uh, and Piggy was going to be present. So that would have been too much like Carol Kane and... Scrooge, though, I'm sure. Yeah, and um, they were thinking before they made him Dickens, Gonzo or Animal to be Christmas Yet to Be. Animal, animal would have been good, that role. Yeah. I, I, I do I, like Animal. Yeah, maybe a little too chaotic for yeah. how like subtle that character is supposed to be. Never talks, never really. It's very, every adaption, Jerry's just slow, precise movements and you know, quiet and just to go the exact opposite of, you know, chaotic jerking movements and loud screaming and stuff. You're like, Dr. Teeth was supposed to be Bob Cratchit. Like, what? That would have been so good. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know who one of the early front runners to be considered for Scrooge was? Give me a hat. Well, I'll, all right. You have uh, one of the, one of them was uh, David Hemmings. Who, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, he was just a British actor. I was looking to see, like, I recognize him, but, like, I've seen more movies than more people have. So things like, uh, um, oh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Like, Eye of the Devil or something (laughs) with a Sharon Tate, like, where she plays the brother of Sharon Tate or something. Okay. Um, uh, Ron Moody. David Warner and a stand-up comedian was uh, uh, considered for the role. Uh, the hippy dippy weatherman himself, George, George, <laughs> George Carlin. Carlin, was a early contender to maybe get the job as Ebenezer Scrooge. I which could have done it. He would have probably played probably have been really good. Yeah, um, I think he could have done it. I think he was. I think he would have been able to pull off the. Uh, emotions necessary to be Ebenezer Scrooge. It would have been weird to see him be like a butthole. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like, because what at this point, oh, this is ninety two, so second Bill of Ted's Bill already. Bill of Ted has has barely come and gone at this point. Yeah. So I don't uh, think I don't know anything else he was in. Can you think of anything else he was in? Uh, no. I want to say he was a beggar in something. Probably. What the hell else? Oh, uh, you, I mean, like... I'm going to look it up. I mean, cars, but... Uh, well... <laughs> and, like, he was in, like... He had bit parts. Um, like, he was in, like, Dogma. And Jay and Silent Bob and stuff. Like he that was. You're right. I, I did remember that. He was in. He was in several Kevin Smith uh, movies. He um, was a Jersey Girl. He played his dad. Yep. And uh, he, and, and don't forget, he was in Tarzan too. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Let's see. He was. He's in that. Oh. <laughs> Immediately after uh, Bill and Ted, the same year, 1991, is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and he was in The Prince of Tides. Oh, okay. So. He, he was also, um, <laughs> but, but you have to like one of the last things he did. Thomas and Friends. Oh, yeah. No, he was in that. He was uh, Mr. Con- Mr. Conductor. That's right, he was. For, like, the, a long time on that. Several episodes of that show jj <laughs> apparently he uh was in the magical world of disney uh for the the justin case tv series sure why not he was he was in tight with disney uh hmm. at the end of his life so uh oh he was in car wash going to the car wash. <laughs> yeah okay you know, not a, not a massive film career, which tells tells you a lot of how significant George Carlin was as a stand up comedian. Where he didn't have that much of a film career, but he is still one of the most well loved and respected comedians of all time. Like, think about how many other huge name comedians are remembered just as much for their movies as they are for. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like uh, yeah, like you know Robin Williams or um, uh, even Eddie Murphy. Like, you know, guys like that. And, uh, to your point. Don't, I, don't, I mean, Richard Pryor had Richard his, Pryor had a rather, relatively successful film Hollywood career. Yeah, he was supposed I mean, to. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be Sheriff Bart originally. Yeah. I mean, Bart, he got yeah. into a Superman movie, which, say what you want about the movie, that's, you know, a big deal. <laughs> he, he starred in a movie, or two movies. Yeah. The Toy and Brewster's Millions. Yeah, The Toy, boy. <laughs> that movie's problematic. Yes, it is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, Brian Henson offered the role himself to um, uh, Michael Caine, and Michael Caine's response, and this is quote: "This is a quote. I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink." I will not do anything Muppety. I am going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And he did. And he was inspired by Wall Street cheats and embezzlers. I thought they represented a very good picture of meanness and greed. Like, well, yeah, that's what... I mean, I'm glad you went that way because that's what Scrooge was. (laughs) Yeah. He was the early iteration of that. Yeah. Like, before Wall Street was a thing. Like... (laughs) 
<laughs> That's yeah. what he was basically doing. Scro- Scrooge is, you know, the modern day equivalent of corporations or people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so filmed in England. Uh, so the thing that you have to realize is that they didn't build sets. Uh, they, they, it was they they shot them in buildings and because of how you have to shoot a movie this isn't a tv series michael Caine is walking around on small little boards because they have to take the floors out for the muppet actors to the puppeteers to be working and stay and maintain scale so they don't like so kermit isn't like levitating at eye eye level with michael Caine, or like there's not just like uh hip hip height walls everywhere right <laughs> so, so so that's uh that's crazy like michael kane is doing a lot of heavy lifting and is like walking on tight ropes yeah. while doing all of this too because he's one of the very few humans in this movie <laughs> well and that's that's kind of similar to how they did the stuff with yoda where like yeah. on Gigaba where just had like Frank Oz is underneath the, the, you know. Yeah. And Mark Hamill's trying to walk around this, these big holes. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, because like I said, like, if it's, you're doing the Muppet show, everything, it's it's like it's like playing Gears of War. You're about to realize, oh, no, I'm about to get into a gunfight because this area is littered with broken uh, hip height walls. Like, <laughs> that, you, that you're supposed to duck behind. It's the same thing. Like, if you were to do a full movie where that's just sort of your thing, where you're constantly trying to hide the performers from the humans. Like, you know, in the 70s, you can get away with little because they're outdoors a lot, so they could just be laying down or whatever. But, or rowing a boat. Yeah, rowing a boat. Or, 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 or have, you know, like when he's, like, working on the bicycle, pedaling the bicycle. Like, you have a rig that's mm-hmm. off camera above everything, so... You know, but like here, it's your it's a lot of interior shots. Yeah. So the only way to do that is to take the floor out. So, um, and and they did uh, in order to make the the town look bigger, they made smaller buildings. So when you do the pull out shot at the end, it, you can tell that everything's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and it, even on the commentary for the DVD of that, like Brian Henson is like. Yeah, yeah, but the shot looked good, so nobody was going to really notice it unless somebody pointed it out. So, (laughs) which you just did, which I just did. So, enjoy the movie. So, the Muppets, uh, Christmas Carol, like we said, it opened in December of two thousand and two thousand nineteen ninety two, and made twenty seven million dollars. It was a, it wasn't a failure. It made its money back, because it didn't cost that much. But uh, it had to compete <laughs> with two relatively significant movies of 1992. Uh, can you guess what movies were in theaters that might have been its competition? Was one of them Home Alone? It was Home Alone Part 2, uh-huh. in New York, uh, opened in November of 92. And the other one was Aladdin, which also opened in November of 92. Oh, boy. So... Does he kind of... Uh... By the way, Disney owns all three of those movies now. Yeah. Disney, at the time, Disney was basically making this movie compete with Aladdin. I mean, that like it, this movie was a Disney movie, and Aladdin was a Disney movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, they had, they still, they, they'd already bought them up at this point. 
or kind of. I forget how they the were, with the the, with, the, the, with, the situation was the situation was weird. Like right. they they bought this movie, like this was their thing, and they were working with Disney. There was going to be a whole huge Disney like theme park experience, but because but like Jim Henson's death was you know significant for making that plan fall through. But um, this is just shortly after his death, so there was still nobody really knew where the Muppets were going at this point. Because yeah, there was there had been Muppet stuff; they were already starting to do stuff with Disney. Yeah, and you yeah. don't assume like at that point, like do they own it? Do they not? Yeah, let's see. When did Disney buy the Muppets? Let's try to find that information. Da, 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 da. Good radio, just sitting yeah. there talking. And also, do they own all the Muppets, or did no. they? So they, they do not. They do not own Sesame Street stuff. HBO owns that, I believe. HBO owns it. Well, because because uh, Children's Television Workshop, I think, is like yeah. the ones that actually own it. HBO yeah. just has like the distribution for the Sesame Street. It's HBO gets the first run. Gets the first run of the new episodes, and then I think like six months later, PBS gets the uh, yeah gets them. So let's see. Where's where's the where's the Disney era? <laughs> Fourteen years after initial negotiations began, Disney acquired the Muppets' intellectual property from Henson for seventy-five million dollars on February seventeenth, two thousand and four. So, that seems a lot later so than like I like a guess. decade later. Yeah, um, because uh, nobody liked Michael Eisner, so <laughs> nobody was going to deal with Michael Eisner. Yep. Um, and some of that Disney and the theme park stuff really just took a hit. Um, that would so. the, this would have been the 2004 would have been the time they did the, the new Muppet show, right? 2004? Or no, no later than that. Which, what do you mean by new Muppet show? The, like the, the one that aired on ABC? Like the Muppets Tonight? Muppets Tonight, yeah. Yeah, what was, now Muppets Tonight I think was even earlier than that. I think that was um, Muppets Tonight was yeah, ninety six. Oh, okay. God, God. Yeah. And then there, there was the one later on after that. Well, they I, they keep trying to bring the Muppet Show back. They different... did that one. They did that one that was like The Office, but with the Muppets. That was terrible. Yeah. Like Disney, like Disney in particular, doesn't really know what to do with the Muppets. Like they had the really huge hit movie, and then followed it up with a significantly less hit of a movie. And then a terrible TV series, and then said, "Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> you don't get a second chance uh, because there was going to be the ABC original show that was going to be the sequel to uh, Muppets Take Manhattan that they mm-hmm. canceled, and Muppet Babies, I guess, is still it, it's still truck along on Disney Junior, I think. Yeah. Um, what is a Muppet? Well, it's not a mop. And it's not, it's a not quite a mop, but not quite a puppet. But... But, okay. <laughs> and... So to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Simpsons-centric. Let's just do... <laughs> next year, we're just going to do uh, all of these... We're just going to do all first ten Christmas episodes of the Simpsons. Yep. What's that leathery Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, uh, what do you think of the, uh, critical response to this movie? What do you think? I'm going to say it's probably pretty positive. Yeah, 
was mostly positive. Yeah. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Uh, said could have said it probably could have used some more music. I agree um, with that. I agree yeah. with that. Especially Muppet music is mm. tends to be really good. Um, so they could have had some more fun in that realm. But for for a musical, it did have did lack a little bit of music. Yeah. But what music was there was good. Yeah. Um. Uh. And uh. The end could have been longer. <laughs> he said, like. To, like the joy part of it could yeah. they could have stretched that out a little more so it's just mostly it's like you know 80 minutes of sadness and then like three minutes of joy so not... I, I guess the problem you would run into with this is this movie for the most part it's for kids and their parents yeah and 90 minutes is probably the sweet spot for something like yeah. that yeah um uh gene siskel uh gave it a thumbs down course he did and because he but, hated everything that people liked yeah yes and but did like michael Caine's performance so he was just like an old sour grump gene siskel because <laughs> it's like he just didn't like stuff yeah it was always funny when like you saw a movie that like a terrible movie that he did like and you're just like i wonder what tickled him about this movie where he liked this what, movie. What makes you tick? Yeah, well, Why I, do you like Clifford? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's at 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I, I think in the last, I want to say 10 years or so, it's kind of got that it's kind of had a resurgence where people yeah. are like, oh yeah, this is a good Christmas movie. Yeah, it's great. I, 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 do, I do love it. It's because I would have been 12 when this came out, so... Yeah. And I saw it, like, when I was 13 or 14. So it was... It's probably not going to hold as much childhood nostalgia for me as it would for you. Yeah. I bet the people your age are going to be like, yes. Yeah. But, you know, and also, we would... We, we, this was a point of discussion in 1992, but I guess we'll just bring it back up on this one in case you didn't listen to the Aladdin episode, which you're, you're a jerk. Uh, go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to it, where you can hear this exact same conversation. The top ten movies of 1992 were Aladdin, The Bodyguard, Home Alone 2, Basic Instinct, Lethal Weapon 3, Batman Returns, A Few Good Men, Sister Act, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Wayne's World. Wow. So, big year. What, what, what else opened up around this movie because i'm sure it'll be like disappointing like you could argue that batman returns is also a christmas movie yeah yes if, if die hard's a christmas movie so is batman, batman returns. Ret- i would batman returns and iron man 3 are also christmas movies absolutely <laughs> so why not if you can watch it on christmas it's a christmas movie i don't care if, is there snow on the ground in the movie at some point it's fair oh, game for most of the movie yes yeah uh, let's, what else opened up in, let's just look at, in November, you got Aladdin, which opened mm-hmm. on November 13th. Dracula. That movie's, well, I go Bra- back and forth with Brad Stoker's Dracula. Uh, yeah, uh, you gotta be in the mood for that particular movie, and if you're not, it's a terrible, terrible movie. Anthony, Michael Caine did a better job of acting against the Muppets than Anthony Hopkins did acting against Winona Ryder <laughs> and Keanu <Kenyatta> Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't like he was. He's like, seriously, yeah, <laughs> this guy. 
<laughs> so, oh man. So, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol opened uh, November 11th. And here's the other movies that opened November 11th. Or this December 11th, sorry. <laughs> it's a, a Few Good Men. Oh boy. Uh, Forever Young. <laughs> okay. And a movie called Passion Fish, which, uh, yeah. But Forever Young's funny because that is a Mel Gibson movie. That's the one where he's like the bomber pilot, right? Yeah. And it's, do you know who wrote the screenplay for that? No. J.J. Abrams. Wow. <laughs> That's right. That's like where he, he he gets lost in time or something like that? Or... Yeah. Yes. Uh <laughs> His original story named The Rest of Daniel, written by Jamie Lee, or Jamie Lee Curtis, J.J. Abrams. It stars Elijah Wood and Jamie Lee Curtis and Mel Gibson. Wow. So, that's uh, that's she's, what, getting, she's getting a lot of mom roles of that period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, by this point in the, what, this 92? I mean, like, Halloween came out, you know. Because she also had 20 years ago. <laughs> my Girl. She was in My Girl. Oh, Toys came out. At around the same time as well, so. Robin Williams. Yeah, and Chaplin, the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Charlie Chaplin movie. Who, th- thankfully, the guy who plays Chaplin is the best part of that movie. <laughs> the historically inaccurate Chaplin movie. Yeah, why not? It's got Dan Aykroyd in it. But does have Dan, Dan Aykroyd in it? So did uh. It did, and, it, and it actually had, uh, and it also has Anthony Hopkins in it. Yeah, uh, Anthony Hopkins getting a lot of work in the '90s, just nonstop stream of work for Anthony Hopkins. That's right. Um, and it's actually got Cha- Charlie Chaplin's daughter. <laughs> it's the Chaplin movie. Geraldine Chaplin, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays her own grandmother. Yes. Yeah. It's always weird. They do that every once in a while in a movie, and it feels off. It's like mm, this is like some Back to the Future kind of stuff. I don't like this. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Scent of a Woman came out at around the same time too. So some big movies some that big movies. are still big movies. Still big movies. Uh, just to let you, sh- just to show you that Muppets Christmas Carol, despite being a relatively modest success, still every bit as big in some regards as some of these other movies. Like yeah. definitely a bigger movie than The Distinguished Gentleman, but um... <laughs> and uphill climb against some behemoths. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. You know, it was never going to be that year's top 10 movie. It wasn't even going to be the December's like end of the year, you know, Q4 top 10 movie. Like it was, but it did what it did and it's held strong going forward. So yeah. like, like I said, like I think in like, as people of your age group have kind of grown older yeah, and it's it, like the nostalgia for that movie has yeah. kind of increased like last no, 10 like, years ago. Like, cause like, because for us, I'm going to look up a Christmas Carol adaptions. Because there's got to be a Wikipedia of adaptions for the Christmas Carol. Yeah, there is. Film. So, uh, I wish you did it in chronological Oh, you did do it in chronological order. Good, good, good. Uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol is 1992. Uh, so, Mickey's Christmas Carol was 83. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you have 1970 was the Albert Finney Scrooge. Okay. Uh, and that, that has Alec Guinness as Marley. <laughs> um, Genuine class. And 1951 was out. So see, for, for us, like, 
What, what, when did uh, the George C. Scott version come out? Uh, I want to say a, early to mid 80s. It was a TV Series. movie. Yeah, it was a TV yeah. movie. So, and Scrooge was like '88, I believe. Yeah. So, like for you, like, yeah. Let's see. Not film. Stop it. <laughs> Wikipedia is really just not working with me today. I wanted television. There we go. So, Christmas Carol. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, 1962. Okay. <laughs> uh. See Richard Williams. That's still a classic. Yeah. Uh, the Stingiest Man in Town, 1978 by Rankin-Bass. I remember that one. Uh, yeah. With Walter Matthau as Scrooge. And That's Tom right. As the narrator. I'm Tom Bosley. Yeah. <laughs> 1982, 1984 Christmas Carol. So that would see. So that's the one that came out would have been like you as a youngster. kind of. I would have been four. Like, but I yeah. first thought I was like five yeah. or six so yeah yeah see and, and so it's like the same thing with like the muppet one like that's the one that's it's one of those things where it's like the one that came out when you were you know a child yeah. will tend to like grow with you and stuff like yeah like i really don't i, I whenever i want to watch a christmas carol i either want to watch a really old one or i want to watch the muppets one yeah i do i never decide i want to watch the george c scott one i never really doesn't have any sort of emotional connection to me well, if if honestly, if I want to watch the, the adaption, I'll either watch the Mickey's Christmas Carol one or I'll watch Scrooge. Oh man! Uh, in 1992, Brer Rabbit's Christmas Carol, an animated television movie directed by Al Guest, starring the voice of Christopher Corey Smith as the Brer Rabbit. Uh, Why do they revisit? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that's Disney. There's no Wikipedia page. Okay. Uh, so who knows what that actually is? Flintstones Christmas Carol in 1994. I remember that one. Uh, a Christmas Carol 1999, a television movie starring Patrick Stewart as Ebenezer Scrooge. That's a good one, by the way. Uh, Stewart was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award for this. That one. is a good. It's hard to find though. For whatever uh, reason, it's hard to find. I was just at Half Price Books and they did have it on DVD. Oh, I was surprised. A physical uh, media. What are you trying to sell me on here, sir? Yeah. Uh, I guess Nickelodeon made one? Okay. There's A Christmas Carol, the musical, 2004, starring Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. After you mentioned it, I was like, oh, that's right. That was a thing. Um, uh, this version is unique in that Scrooge meets all three spirits in human form before and after his nighttime encounters. <laughs> Much as Judy Garland encounters Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Jack Haley, Burt Lahr, and Margaret Hamilton in The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, It's Christmas, Carol, a 2012 Hallmark TV movie starring Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Don't forget A Diva's Christmas Carol starring Vanessa Williams. Oh boy, there's a direct-to-DVD ones, there's the Smurfs, but these are all modern, that's... Uh... Radio adaptions of A Christmas Carol. I wonder if there's anyone with like Lawrence Olivier or some craziness like that. Orson Welles. I see Orson Welles' name pop up. Okay. I could totally see. He's probably the narrator. Oh, man. A 1940s adaption starring Basil Rathbone. Heck, probably pretty good. Yeah. Basil Rathbone, the yeah. quintessential Sherlock Holmes. Alec Guinness starred as Scrooge in the BBC production in, from 1951. Okay. So he's been in two of them. Oh, here we go. 19, December of 1953, 
uh, BBC did a one starring Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> so, BBC I, one, BBC yeah. two. This one says, okay, on December twenty fourth, nineteen seventy three, and every year until nineteen eighty seven, WNBC in New York City broadcast an adaption of prominent on air staff staff Don Imus as Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Big Wilson as the ghost of Christmas past and Wolfman Jack as the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> I, I can see Don I'm as a Scrooge. Yeah. Wolfman Jack as the ghost of Christmas present. Think about how weird. Like, hey, baby, you going to die. Again, again <laughs> we're not going too far removed from big, heavy, bearded man as the ghost of Christmas yeah. present. Yeah. <laughs> it's a midnight special, Scrooge. <laughs> Let's see if there's any other interesting movies. Uh, let's see. We got. This... Well, I want to go back to film, not theater. Uh, the first adaption of Scrooge was in 1901. <laughs> wow. Yeah, boy, that goes. Yeah, it goes back a ways. There's 1935, 1938, 1951, which is the Alistair Sim one. Uh, 1970 was the Albert Finney, Mickey Mouse in '83. It's funny, there wasn't an adaption. Since 1970, the Albert Finney one, and then the very next like movie theatrical adaption was the Mickey Mouse one in the 80s. <laughs> and then well, the Muppets. So you know, it's funny about the Albert Finney one is that um, he kind of did it again for uh, uh, not the most recent Doctor Who, but yeah. like two Doctor Whos ago, there was, a, 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 there was always a Doctor Who Christmas special. And so he did. He did that one, and it was basically like a retelling of Scrooge. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> just Albert Finney, just not not able to just no, gonna do it again. Nineteen ninety seven. There was an animated Christmas Carol starring Tim Curry, Louis oh. Goldberg, Michael York, and Ed Asner. So wow, yeah, Tim Curry. 2006, a computer animated adaption featuring anthropomorphic animals in the lead roles. How that do... sounds crazy. Oh. No. 2009 is the Robert Zemeckis Jim Carrey one. That one, I, I don't hate that one. I don't like it either. Uh, and. Marley, an upcoming musical film by Walt Disney Pictures, which will adapt A Christmas Carol through Jacob Marley's perspective. <laughs> well, I'm a ghost. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Is it Marley? Like, just a minute. I have to go do something. Yeah. Goes into the movie to threaten Scrooge. I don't and know. Then, and then come back out and be like, all right, let's see where this goes, huh? <laughs> it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the Christmas Carol Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like you go right into a new hope. It would be funny if it ends with him telling Scrooge that man, you're about to see some stuff tonight, yeah. and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what? What did you? T- it cuts to him. I. T- what did you tell him? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> so we. Uh, I mean, I would totally watch that. Yeah. I'd just like. Replica Tombstone from 1984's adaption at St. Chad's Church. Okay, that's weird. Replica Tombstone of Scrooge. I thought thought Replica Tombstone was what Kane did. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's uh no that's Wyatt no that's that maybe Wyatt Earp that's okay. oh god that's the bad replica tombstone yeah uh, I can't think we can it's a short movie we talked about it all we can we love it it's um, a good movie between which one Go do you like it. more let's rank it which one do you like more this or Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol <sighs> I think I like this more. I think I like this one more too. Yeah. So, uh, it would, it's it's just I I have a genuine soft spot for Mickey's Christmas Carol, but it there's just more. There's I think more meat on the bones. With yeah, the there's, there's more genuine emotion being played up in this one that doesn't make it. You know, and Michael Caine. As much as I love Scrooge McDuck, Scrooge McDuck is a fantastic actor. Love him, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine though. Uh, Don DeRosa yeah. asking about Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I like the. I, I I think it's because I like Michael Caine's Scrooge so much. Yeah, that there's a lot of genuine human emotion in my in Michael Caine's Scrooge that he committed to it. Committed to it, and. It, it all feels natural. It doesn't feel like he just breaks or that he's become a completely different person. It just sounds, it makes it, he becomes like the correct person. He just like, it's not like he just wakes up one morning and is now a new person. It's like, it feels more earned. It feels like, cause, cause he's repentful out the gate after he sees like the, after the first bit of heartbreak that he experienced at around Christmas time, he's already broke. And he's already broken because he realizes what this is doing and what he's looking at and yeah. what this night is going to... If that ghost... If Marley was telling the truth, what this night is going to be for me. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and one of my pet peeves when my, my, my kids watch Sesame Street is when they have celebrities on and they're interacting with the Muppets. Yeah. They're, they're not... It's it's very over the top and like ah yeah they're, they're not acting love it yeah they're not acting like they're visiting a very real neighborhood and this yeah. is just perfectly normal and fine these are just the people that live on the street yeah. it just so happens this is a giant bird or a horrific green garbage demon yes uh, or the bird's giant woolly mammoth pet yeah yeah except like I know it's changed, but like adults shouldn't be allowed to see the Snuffleupagus. <laughs> like that what? Because that, that's what it originally was. The Snuffleupagus can only be seen, be, be seen by kids. Yeah. But now it's just you know he's just a character. It yeah. just exists. Snuffy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's but he he does a great job, and I hit yeah. his com, him committing to it, but also like one, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit like Gonzo and Rizzo really kind of push it yeah they're the connective tissue for this adaption like it would have been a fine adaption normally but having this sort of lightness of them narrating this whole movie and not interacting with it but being there and then like having some good funny you know riff commentary about the situations going on or the the whole thing where they keep getting pushed off the windowsill yeah or yeah yeah, it's where you get like the slapstick or them running away Mm -hmm. from the spooky ghost at the end the the ghost of christmas yet to be and stuff so yeah it's good it's good It, it makes a good movie that much better yeah and i'm glad it's there i'm glad that's something that they went with yeah, I, uh, I I like it a lot, and I'm glad I got the. I, I, it'd been a long time since I had seen it, and I'm glad to have watched it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
uh, that's going to do it for this Christmas episode. Who knows what next Christmas holds? Uh, hmm. Technically, the Jim Carrey one is a Disney movie. Yeah, but also technically, there are other Christmas movies. So technically, Disney also owns Home Alone. Home Alone, yes, very much so. Hmm. So, hmm. Home Alone Three, baby. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Oh, no. <laughs> I already made you watch it once. So make it, no, okay. <laughs> Next, join us for the Krampus. <laughs> but uh, I will probably... Disney Compendium will probably... This will be the last one of this year um, for this proper... Going into the Christmas season now. Recording this just a very short of a 10 days until Christmas at this point. Yep. yep. Uh, so I have uh, holiday things to do, and yeah, so there'll be there'll, not to say there won't be content. There's still going to be uh, Lucas omnibus episodes. Ah, the throughout, uh... the throughout the rest of the year that will fill out this. But next time you see us, pro- it theoretically could be Treasure Planet. Probably won't be Treasure Planet unless we could finagle a a New Year's themed episode. Yeah, we're trying to think, trying to figure out something New Year's themey to do. Our but, desperation uh, for not doing Treasure Planet, not see Treasure Planet. Um, we don't want to just. I mean, we watched Lilo and Stitch and this back to back. Just a couple of great, fantastic, grade A movies that make us feel good, make us feel good and happy, and have yep. and have real human feelings and emotions yep. and everything. And then Treasure Planet. So, um, not the best way. My 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 the way I put it was it's not necessarily the way I want to start off the new year. No, so, not not uh, in a down note. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the archives. Yep. And I'm gonna find something or some things New Year's themey to throw at you the next time you see me and Nick. Yeah, so that way you feel a little warm and fuzzy with warm us. Warm and fuzzy with us. That way we don't start off the new year with 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 that. So um that's <laughs> uh, that it's just comedy going on on screen that you can't see but we've got that going on hope and... for behind the Patrick's lazy Christmas there we go but uh, until then yeah, happy holidays everybody happy holidays merry Christmas uh, Feliz Navidad all of that good stuff uh, whatever you're whatever you practice enjoy yeah, have fun have a tip top tet a crazy quasi <laughs> and a solemn dignified Ramadan. <laughs> uh, but, but until then, thank you all for joining us. And have a magical day. Bye.